Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Tuesday, May 26th. My name, of course, is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, hit me up on either of those two places or the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com, with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Remember to go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. And today's episode, what do I got cooked up for you? Well, I lied about having an episode yesterday. That's fine. It's okay. We're back on track today, everybody. It is part two of my conversation with Gabrielle Starr, the host of Locked On Red Sox. And you might be thinking, what the heck are you talking to Red Sox fan for? What? What? What kind of nonsense? Well, Don't worry. Have no fear. There is a reason. And the reason is that Gabrielle runs a cool big website, Girl at the Game. And I wanted to talk to her about basically sports writing and our our love for just the stories of sports. You know, is that not baseball talk? If you've ever heard anything about it, well, it is. And it was really a lot of fun. Um, And in part one, we really just dove into, you know, why'd she call it Girl at the Game? What are some of her favorite stories to write? And of course, as someone who hates Boston, which I do, uh, we got a little bit of, a little tiny bit talking about kind of growing up as uh, Yankees and Red Sox fans and some of some memories between the two teams respectively. That's just a little bit part of it. So yeah, uh, guys, I hope you uh, enjoy this episode. Um, without further ado, let's go. Everybody, you've heard her on the podcast before with Sports Movie Madness. She's the 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 Boston aficionado. She's the mother effing star girl. <laughs> oh my uh, god, it's I Gabrielle, love that. It's Gabrielle Star of Lockdown Red Sox. How you doing? Hi, Javi. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> uh, I'm and happy tired. here too. Always tired. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's kind of the mood in general these days. Everyone's tired. Everyone's, you know, low morale, I say. But you know what? I want to kind of pick up people's morale a little bit. Today, we're not talking specific uh, baseball things. There's plenty of things going on at the time of this recording. We've got plans to restart the league and We've got all these not, not not rumors, but just proposals and and stuff to to get through. But instead, we're talking about writing. We're talking about media. I guess you could say communication studies. I don't know how to, to phrase it perfectly, but uh, I invited you on because um, a couple reasons. I don't know if you knew this. One is that some of my favorite pieces of sports writing have actually been, or at least my favorite ever, uh, is actually about the Boston Red Sox. Uh, which is pretty ironic considering uh, breaking news. I hate the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> I can't stand them. Grew up in Jersey. You and a lot Grew of other Yankees people. Fan. <laughs> yeah, can't stand them. It's these days though. It's just the the Yankee rivalry and whatnot. It's it's good, but it's not. It's missing a little oomph. It's missing a little bit of like the objectively hateable players. I think that there's people you hate if you're a Yankee fan, and I think there's people you hate if you're a Red Sox fan. But there's nobody like evil i don't think on either team that's what i've noticed about the rivalry between the two teams um there's not there's just not the the same flair there anymore at least for a little bit Uh i know we're not talking like Sox yankees obviously on uh (laughs) locked on padres but um i am curious though who you hate because i like don't really like brett gardner i think he's annoying oh god um but 
I'm just I'm just curious, like who who is hateable on the Red Sox? Because I'm trying to think, like if 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 I was in your shoes, like who who I wouldn't like. So on the Red Sox, it's just a couple people. Um, I wasn't a fan of Joe Kelly and Chris Sale. I would say um, I loved well, I love I love Joe Mookie Kelly, Betts. I understand the the Chris Sale thing was admittedly probably based off of just one incident when he threw at Machado and yes that's where the Padres things comes in but it's also because it just felt like an inappropriate time this was after the the Adam Jones situation and I just felt like really dude like you're gonna be going after this guy now like you couldn't just wait a day or whatever but I I understand that the Machado thing in general there's a lot of uh you know people there's a there's a history with Machado but uh I actually love Brett Gardner (laughs) he was one of my favorite players growing up I think part of it was because uh, growing up, if you're in the Yankee era, you're in New Jersey, everyone loves kind of the same player. Let's be honest. Like everyone's like, oh, I love Jeter or I love A-Rod or I love this and that. And me, I was like, I want my own player to like. And there's this Brett Gardner dude who ran super fast to first base on a ground out one time. And I was like, that's my new guy. One time. And yeah, he, like, <laughs> was, he was amazing. And he was this speedy guy that I grew up. I didn't really know of too many speedsters, I guess, with the Yankees. You could throw back to like Bernie Williams and guys like that. But there's something about Gardner that I just was attracted to. I was like, that's my guy now. And it was really satisfying when in like 2013, he finally made an all-star team. Good player. Uh, not an all-star superstar player, but a good player. Uh, but anyways, enough with the Yankees Red Sox talk. Yeah. Uh, I know my my parents must be listening to something. How, how could you do this? How could you invite a, a Red Sox fan on the podcast? Well, because that comes to part two of this, like I mentioned, uh, with, the, with the sports rank thing, you have a, a website of your own. It's called Girl at the Game. You know, and you also have a a podcast. You've also written for some other places. I may or may not have looked up a couple things before recording this. That's how you do podcasting, folks. So, so if I just may be so blunt, you're doing so many different things. You're doing lockdown Red Sox, the girl at the game for the website, the girl at the game podcast, which just came out. I just listened to your uh, talk with Sarah Sivian. That was really cool. Um, how are you such a badass? How are you doing so many multiple things? Well, thank you for starters. That was. <laughs> A very lovely compliment that made me very happy. And I mean, I would say I do a lot of things because, first of all, I mean, I, there's nowhere I can go right now. So I have a lot of mm. extra time to overextend myself. I will admit that since starting podcasting, I have a lot less time to write. I used to crank out, you know, an article a day or even sometimes mm. like two articles a day. And it's frustrating to me that I kind of, I basically had a call with um, a business advisor the other day who I've known most of my life. And he's a very lovely person who became like a self-made millionaire. And so my dad was like, you know, you should, it's like one of my dad's childhood best friends who I've known forever. Mm -hmm. He basically said, everything you're doing is amazing, but you're doing too many things. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) that's, and it kind of made me think of like the Parks and Rec Ron Swanson thing when he's like, don't whole ass, never half ass two things, whole ass one thing. Mm -hmm. So that's my issue right now. But I, I love writing. I love the podcasting. The thing that takes up so much of my time is the editing of the podcasting because I really am a perfectionist in wanting the podcast to sound as good as possible. And especially since we're recording you know, we record remotely and we're all recording in different places and the recording platforms that we use are not always perfect sound quality wise. I really, it'll be like an hour long episode and I'll spend seven hours editing it. 
and that that needs to stop. I need to I need to be gentler with myself about realizing that I'm a crazy person sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we're all a little crazy sometimes, I think. I think that's the yeah. that's definitely a fair point to make. Um May I ask you now, what for let's let's get with some peripheral, I guess, details and stuff. What made you decide on Girl at the Game being the title of the of the website that you're on? It honestly just kind of came to me. I had been thinking about starting a website for a few months, and one day I was just playing around with WordPress themes and I thought first maybe I would call it Gabrielle at the Game, but you know, because I like alliteration, it rolls off mm-hmm. the tongue. It, it sounds good. It's it's uh cute enough without being unsophisticated but then i thought well if it's gabrielle at the game then it's just me it's like really a personal blog and i'm not going to say that there aren't a lot of articles or blog posts on girlatthegame.com that are very personal and are very blog-esque but i realized that if i ever wanted it to be more than just me it couldn't just be gabrielle at the game and i also thought i'm not the only girl at the game and that's kind of where mm-hmm. the the title came from of mm. there are so many girls at games all over the world um girls who grow up loving sports and become women who love sports diehard sports fans and that was kind of my my whole idea that there are so many of us and i'm just another girl at the game uh even though it's funny now because every once in a while like at fenway or um very randomly at like a college alumni event that I wasn't even I didn't even go to the school it was um my boyfriend was speaking at a, a an alumni event and I just went with him for moral support and to hang out and someone came up to me at the end and just went girl at the game and then walked out of the room and I was like uh yeah <laughs> thanks and I and like he was already gone and I was it was like the funniest weirdest thing um but yeah that's girl at the game it just uh you know, it's sports written and now podcasted by women for everyone, because mm-hmm. if we were just for women, then that would kind of defeat the whole point, which is that sports is a place for everyone. And we want it mm-hmm. to be we want to show that women belong in sports and have a place in sports, not to create a secondary exclusionary place where like men don't feel included because that kind of, it's like mm-hmm. okay so because you don't want us to play with you you can't play with us either then nobody wins you know mm-hmm. 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 but yeah that's that that's a lot of like great points and stuff it's just yeah and i know we've talked before uh, a little bit offline about your just the, the interactions you get from people on the internet the internet is a oh yeah a weird place i mean i'm i'm a bit of a weirdo i would say i mean my twitter is kind of full of a bunch of just ridiculousness but I can only imagine because you have a, you have quite a following at this place uh, with girl at the game and with yourself um, for sure. And it's just, yeah, just, I guess from afar, I'm like, wow, like I can't imagine that I get upset when like I get a bad podcast review, which there are plenty of for my podcast, but there's, it's just like, I can't, I can't imagine what that's really like. I can only just look at what you're saying and stuff like that. And that's really interesting. Oh, zoinks. <laughs> oh, man. Dumb transition sound effect there, guys. I just want to take a quick second to talk to y'all about Built Bar. You know, it's it's funny because I'm a big old, a big old oaf, I guess you could say. And every now and then, I certainly uh, enjoy indulging in treats. I was just having Chex Mix the other day. And I was thinking about, I saw a commercial for Reese's. And it just, it made me think, man, I, I love candy. But you know what's awesome? 
You know why Built Bar is awesome? Is because they're a protein bar that tastes like candy bars. That's the that's the main selling point. I mean, that that's just for me. That's just me. That's just me. And to get into more details, guys, they've got 16 total amazing flavors, including coconut and 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 salted caramel and toffee almond and whatever you can think of. It's it's awesome. And there's eight chocolate nut flavors and eight chocolate nut-free flavors. They're covered in 100% chocolate. And most importantly, they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious sort of guy or gal. And they help you lose or maintain weight because, you know... That's always important. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. Am I have am I necessarily doing a great job maintaining my weight? No. But Built Bar is helping just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's giving me a little bit of inspiration. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And they really, they, they, they've just, it's got it all. They're just great. They're great. They've even got a mint brownie flavor. And I don't even like mint. And I like the flavor. So guys, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Remember that is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And for another uh, just quick second, I want to talk to you guys about a, a special book. This podcast is sponsored by the audiobook edition of 24 Life Stories and Lessons from the Say Hey Kid. Now, who is the Say Hey Kid? Well, let me just tell you. In this reflective and inspirational memoir, the legendary Willie Mays shares the inspirations and influences responsible for guiding him on and off the field. Widely regarded as one of the greatest all-around players in baseball history, the beloved Willie Mays offers people of all ages his lifetime of experience meaning challenges with positivity, integrity, and triumph. Sounds pretty good to me. This special audiobook production includes a foreword read by Bob Costas and a bonus conversation with Willie Mays and his co-author, John Shea. Whether you miss seeing your favorite players on the field this season or are looking for the perfect Father's Day gift, 24 is the inspiring story of one of sports fans' favorite living legends. Buy the audiobook edition of 24 now wherever audiobooks are sold. What are some, like... Just to do a hard pivot, uh, what are some kind of like, are there any specific types of stories that you like writing the most at Girl at the Game or that uh, others like writing for the website? Because I noticed that you've had a couple uh, guest columnists every now and then. Yeah, we have some amazing guest columnists. The thing is that the site right now, I only take, you know, contributions, uh, like contributors, because um, the site isn't really making the site is not my source of income right now. So mm-hmm. I, I don't feel comfortable like asking people to write for free. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to write for free, then that's lovely. And I will gladly, you know, the point is to give women a place to to share their voice. So if somebody wants to write something for the site and, you know, that's wonderful. And I will mm-hmm. happily, you know, let them use it as a platform. I love writing about history of sports and I love writing mm-hmm. about athletes who are doing things to make this world a better place. Those are probably my two favorite kind of things to write about or, you know, telling my own personal stories about, you know, what something in sports history meant to me like with the 04 Red Sox or the 2013 Red Sox. But I, there are so many amazing sports stories throughout history that just aren't told. People don't mm. know enough about them. People don't know about them at all. And those, I like telling stories like that because there are, there are stories that have been told, you know, hundreds of times. Like I loved the last dance. I loved it so much, mm-hmm. but think about how much Michael Jordan has been written about podcasts, right. about mm-hmm. movies, books, everything. And there are, 
figures in sports who had unique, special, incredible stories of their own, and no one's telling them. And I, th- I always think about, you know, these people hoped to make something with their lives. And all, all we really want is to know that we're remembered when we're gone, that somebody thinks about us, that we, that we are in someone's mind somewhere, in someone's heart. And there are lots of people like that where I just, the very sensitive, sentimental, um, like deeply sensitive part of myself just feels like I want people to know about these people. So I like mm-hmm. to tell those stories. Yeah. And I think you, you made a great point. It's with the last dance, which uh, I know we've both been watching. Uh, I, I was riveted so by most oh, of it. It's so it's good. really great, but it's true. I think that it's a, it's an epic character, obviously the top it's Michael Jordan. All right. But I agree with you. And I think that especially in baseball, there aren't as many baseball, especially documentaries. I know that there's some really good ones. I know that uh, there's been some good stuff before. I even enjoyed the the Michael Jordan documentary it was just about his baseball uh, career. That I thought that was pretty cool. That was 30 for 30 from a while ago. And there's some other ones. I forgot the name of it, but there's one about a guy who who pitched a no-hitter while he was high on L- LSD. That was insane. Uh, the, docu- um, the documentary D-O-C-K about Doc Ellis. Yes, there we go. I blanked I did on the a name girl for a second. At, yeah. I did a roundup mm-hmm. of sports docs on girlatthegame.com mm-hmm. yesterday, actually, for people to watch now that The Last Dance is over. And there's definitely something for everyone if you like sports on there because it's got everything from surfing to football to LSD baseball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, everything. Uh, I saw you snuck in um, uh, four days in October there. I saw that, you know, just uh, yes. I, wonder, I don't know why. I mean, I, it's just an idea. I did say I all thing. 30. I did say all 30 for 30s, but the one that I gave a shout out to was undoubtedly my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I could understand that. Um I wasn't as sentient a baseball fan when that happened, if that makes any sense. I was still in my, like I was growing up, followed the Yankees, but it wasn't, I didn't realize why that would be devastating, I guess. I don't know how to explain that when I was a kind of, I guess my dad was just just distraught. And then I'm just like, yeah, okay, I want to go back, play PlayStation. (laughs) Like I didn't care as much. Although I do remember we witnessed the Don Zimmer fight live. Like we saw it live, which was awesome on TV. I do remember that happening. And Older I get, the more I'm like, look, shouldn't have shoved the guy to the floor, but uh, the guy wasn't totally innocent. I don't know. I'm just going to throw it out there. I mean, I mean, if you if someone charges at you, like, you're going to defend yourself. Like, what were they going to do? What was he going to do? Just, like, let him yeah. tackle it's not like, him? It's not like Pedro squared up and threw a right hook at him. You know what I mean? He just kind of got out of the Joe way. Or Joe Kelly, like, telling Tyler Austin to come get it, you know? Like, <laughs> Pedro's standing there. Don Zimmer just charges at him. It's yeah. like, if an enormous, like, 200-plus-pound barrel of an old man comes hurtling at you and you're, like, a professional athlete and don't want your body to get crushed under his weight, like, think about it practically. Like, what if Don Zimmer falls on Pedro and breaks his arm? Yeah, 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 that's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's just, he's, it, he's defending himself, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a very unsavory and kind of unsettling situation because Don Zimmer's an old guy, but it's also kind of like, well, so because he's an old guy, like, he wasn't being a dick? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's possible, absolutely for sure. But in the moment, my dad and I are like, "Oh, those sev, yeah, eject them, fight!" <laughs> like we're like, "Hate the Red Sox, all this stuff." Ah, oh, man, it's just that. That's what I like is there's there should be a documentary only on just Yankees Red, like really zone in 
on kind of the Yankees Red Sox brawls because there's been so many. There's been so many good moments. But I would uh, produce the hell out of that. That'd be yeah, awesome. absolutely. And I and I would watch it. Now, um, we've touched on sports writing stuff. I've written a little bit of sports myself, but I tend to be more of a. I'm kind of the opposite. I tend to be very goofy. I wrote over the summer the first time I wrote about sports in a while was just about like how the Yankees away uniforms are a disgrace to humanity. I just it's been one of my takes for a long time even when i don't follow the team as much anymore uh i just hate those uniforms i think that they were made by like they, they look like something that was made for a high school team i just don't get it you're the yankees spice it up a little bit you have a lot of money come on uh but i think that what's what's really interesting is regardless even though i haven't written a lot of sports stuff i tend to do more entertainment based stuff these days um i still enjoy sports writing um and i still love reading people who write really well about sports and write really well about you know, human interest type of things and history and things you don't know about. I, I know everything there is to know about the Michael Jordans of the world, more or less. And I know about the best players. I know about this, but every now and then I enjoy really stories that dive deep into other aspects of sports in a way that isn't just, Oh, this player was good or this player was interesting or not, not interesting, but this player was uh, help them win world series titles or whatever. I find that sports are a language they are a language separate from politics. Well, most of the time, I don't want to start being the stick to sports person, but they um, they're like a whole new thing. You know what I mean? And I don't th- I think sometimes often now I'm going a little bit on a, a tangent, but so I don't like people who hate sports. You cannot like sports, but I don't like it when people are outwardly hating them. It's just a, a misunderstanding of the game and how it really does explain the world in a lot of ways. Uh, there's so many stories out there that aren't just. Oh, LeBron James, he posted a triple-double for the fifth consecutive game. What a moment. No, it's more than that. It's about his how he grew up. It's about the, the, the Allen Iverson story and stuff like that. And I think that uh, both sports writing and the documentaries that we've talked about really capture that. And I do recommend a lot of people checking them out, regardless of if they're based on your own team, regardless if they're on the Padres or the Red Sox or whatever. You just get so much out of it, I think. And they're a great way to pass the time these days. And cut Zamo Vlabingo Finishto. Uh, that is it for part one of my conversation with Gabrielle Starr of Locked On Red Sox and Grow Out the Game, guys. We've got part two coming up, and part two is even better. Trust me, we go super deep on our favorite uh, kind of specific uh, pieces of baseball sports writing. We each have like three nominations or whatnot. It's great. You won't want to miss that. And it'll dive even deeper into why exactly I asked her to be part of this conversation because I have a very special piece that is one of my favorite pieces of sports writing ever that I talk about. That's super fun. Um, But yeah, um, that's it for today's edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Himalaya, whatever. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And also, if you guys would do me a favor and tell your smart devices to play Locked On MLB, it is hosted by the man, the legend, the myth. I don't know why I reordered that. Uh, usually you say the man, the myth, the legend. I don't know why I did it differently. It is hosted by the homie Sully, and he's doing great stuff. And he's doing uh, oral history type of things, talking about the 1988 season I saw way before my time. But still, really love listening to that podcast, so check that out, guys. And until next time, stay safe, and of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.